before we get into this episode today, do Devin and I a favor and subscribe. You are now listening to the Friends of Friends podcast. Maybe you're not like a singer or maybe you're not an artist, but you still have ways that you can apply yourself in things that are innovative. Welcome back to the Friends of Friends podcast. On this episode, we are joined by both an artist and producer who have created their own unique alternative R&B sound. This talented and exciting pairing has been proven to capture listeners' attention. They've recently put out a project called Double Vision that is getting a lot of attention, but we'll let them share more on that. So without further ado, we would like to welcome Cole Knox and Caleb Jonan, also known as Raph. Yes, sir. Raph Raiuchi in the building with Cole Knox. How we doing? What's good? What's good? Appreciate you. Yeah, good, good, good. Living, living. How y'all been? How's COVID been treating y'all? Mm, not too good, honestly. It's been... It's been tough. It's just like, I was thinking about this the other day. It just feels like kind of like every day is the same. Kind of just wake up. You know, I've been getting up early this year. One of my uh, you know resolutions for this year was to start getting up earlier, get my day a little bit more productive. So I've been getting up and working out before work. And so I get up, work out, uh, go to work, and then like watch sports and shit after. Like there's just not much going on. You know, can't like go out and go out to eat or do anything like that. But don't you know, just been trying to make the most of it. You know, obviously working in the studio, trying to be in here every day, create something. But yeah, it's, it's definitely been a challenge. I think it'll just make it that much sweeter once once stuff starts to open up. Yeah, one thing that's tough is like, you know, we both just recently moved to LA, and obviously like the goal with that is to be in a place where you're surrounded by people that are doing what you're doing you know it's kind of like a network yeah, hub. networking and then just obviously the second we get here it's like the one thing you're not supposed to do is be around other people you know so it's like <laughs> you, came here, you came here for one reason and then it's like yeah. fuck we gotta wait and see how that unfolds so it's just right. kind of like it's cool you know um focusing on what you can doing what you're doing like by ourselves but i'm definitely excited to be able to like you know, pursue some other things. All right. So the first question we got for you guys is, uh, what made you really take the step to pursue music? So for me, quick little backstory. Like I grew up thinking that what I was going to do when I was older, was just going to be a fucking rock star. I thought I grew up playing the drums and the piano and the a little bit of guitar. And I saw myself like really like smashing guitars on stage and like breaking drumsticks like i really thought like that was my calling because i loved it i love playing the drums but all i wanted to do when i was younger was play the drums and then my mom was like you can't play unless you play the piano and so that was kind of the deal we had so you know obviously in order to get the drum set or whatever it was like i had to take piano lessons at first and i fucking hated that so much like all my friends <laughs> doing all the other other stuff, like knocking on my door, trying to hang out, and I would have to be like practicing. And it was absolute misery. But through that process, you know, like just being around it so much, I found like a creative avenue for it. Like when I'd be practicing and my mom would be like in a different room, I would start like trying to make my own melodies and play around, you know? Until the point, like fast forward, where all of a sudden like I fell in love with it, just being able to be creative with it and kind of like explore and have a deep enough understanding of music mm-hmm. where I can start like breaking the rules to how I want to make things. And so I think from that, like it just got to the point where that was just constantly in my mind until I got to college and 
you know, I had music as sort of like a plan B option. It was like, okay, let me, let me get this degree. Like, let me just play it safe, but hopefully, you know, the music pops off and it just got to the point where I'm like sitting there every day, working on school, doing all that stuff. And I can't stop thinking about like music or I'm just like not doing any homework. I'm making beats or something. And then I realized like, yo, like this is what I want to do. And this is also what a lot of fucking other people want to do. And a lot of people aren't going to school. They're not doing other shit. This is literally all they're doing. And they're all eggs in the basket. And I might have this like, you know, musical background. And I'm, I was blessed to have a parent that put me through it. But these other kids, man, they're working their ass off, like grinding every day, making beats, learning the software. And they're going crazy. And like the, the production scene, like especially in the last 10 years, really like took off. Like these kids are getting placements from their bedrooms, making beats. And so just kind of seeing that was really inspiring, but also like, damn, you know, like if I really want to do this, I got to like, I got to go all in, you know, mm-hmm. you can't, you can't be like halfway in because somebody else is going to be all the way in and exactly. they're just going to, they're going to work harder. So I think it took like going to college, trying that whole route to realize like, nah, like I, this is really what it has to be. And so I think like in the past couple of years, I've really been like, yo, this is what it's going to be. I got to do it. And it's scary, you know, it's tough, like Definitely. taking a risk like that. But I think in order to be successful at anything, that's kind of what you have to do for yourself. Yeah. For me, just the beginning was, I relate to a lot of what he said, but my, my, my upbringing was a lot different. Music was not really even on my radar growing up. As far as making music, I always loved listening to music, but Making it was really not even on my radar until college. I was an athlete, like ultra competitive athlete growing up. All sports was like my entire life, soccer specifically. And I played year round soccer since I can remember. And I wanted to be a professional soccer player up and up until like the end of high school. And I had uh, the choice to, you know, go to college for soccer or go to college basically for fun and, and explore other things. And by the time I got to the end of the high school, I was you know, pretty burnt out just from playing year round all my entire life. And so I wanted to see what else was out there in the world for me. And the turning point was really sophomore year. I I studied abroad in London and I traveled to Amsterdam and Paris and, you know, just seeing all those places really opened my mind to, to, you know, the possibilities of the world. And I wanted to be able to experience all of that. And I felt like I'd always been singing and my friends were like encouraging me to make music and whatnot. But as soon as I got back from that trip, it's hard to describe exactly what happened, but shit just clicked for me where I was like, I want to pursue this. And and I put out like one cover of Daniel Caesar's song, I think. And I was and And blew up. Like everyone was like fucking with it. And I was like, (laughs) all right, I'm just going to like, I'm just going to try and see what happens. And then, yeah, I met this dude and you know, the rest is history. So playing off that question, uh, do you think you're born an artist or made an artist? I think you're born be yourself. I think everyone is born as you know to to find what they want to do. But I think what makes you an artist or what makes you anything is when you embrace that for yourself. You know, and I don't think it's like I think kind of um, in light of that question, a very common thing that I hear about is like people talk about like, oh, are you a creative or are you not a creative? You know. I think right, that's just yeah. kind of whack because it's I feel like we're all like, creative. Yeah, I, f- I feel like people it's like I hear people say like, oh, I'm not I'm not a creative. I'm just like this, you know, mm. and to me, I'm just like, no, that's not true. You know, maybe you're not like a singer or maybe you're not an artist, 
but you still have ways that you can apply yourself in things that are innovative, you know? And it's tough. Like I get it. If you're an accountant or something, you know, and you're working at a job, you're not supposed to be creative in your job, right? You're supposed to literally just like do what you're supposed to do. And so Mm. there's no room for that outlet, but I still don't think that, you know, necessarily means that you're not that type of person. And I think we all have opportunities in our lives, like no matter what it is, whether it's like artistry or hobbies or anything like that. I think if as long as there's a way for you to make an imprint or kind of like affect the outcome of something, I think that's creation or being creative. So I think like absolutely finding that within yourself is how you become, so to say, an artist or a creative, you know, or what you're talking about. So I think honestly, that's pretty inspiring for all of us. You know, we all have the luxury of being able to find something that we want to do or Mm. pursue it and work on it. So to answer your question, I would say just, yes, like you are, you're born an artist, but you are, you find that too, you know? Yeah. You definitely build on it as you grow. Right. Yeah. I would agree. I don't have much more to add. I think you covered it pretty well, but I think, so much of like what goes on today is trying to put people in a box as soon as you're an artist or you're like an accountant or you're sales like you can only be that but life is so much more fluid than that you can go to your nine to five and then come home and make music like i Mm -hmm. like it's life is fluid um and so i think both things can be true you can be born an artist and then also embrace it like later down the road you know definitely yeah i think like the moment you box yourself in saying you're not a creative or you're not an artist or in any sort of like form like i I feel like that's when you actually kill your creativity or chances of exploring that route and nothing's wrong with that you know like if if that's what you want yeah do do what you want to be yourself i think that's the most right important thing um in terms of in terms of being an artist there's a lot that plays into like producing music and actually being able to perform and stuff like that. But how does confidence play a role in producing music? I mean, I think it's probably the most important thing, you know, is like, I could, I know what I'm capable of doing and I know that I can play a bunch of shit on the keys and do a bunch of stuff in the computer. But if I'm not confident, I could easily play something and just be like, yeah, I don't know if I'm feeling this and it would never hear the light of day. And I think, I think a lot of artists and a lot of producers and a lot of people we know and that we look up to like struggle with that, to be honest. I think it's every like artist creatives, like weakness is just lacking confidence at different times, different aspects, because it's so easy to kind of like, make something but maybe you don't think it deserves to be seen or heard or like you know it's not ready yet or you're not ready for that to be you know exposed just taking that push exactly and i think like fear of failure is a very big uh, struggle that so many people face you know not even just created like athletes you know everybody faces that and so i think finding confidence is you know, very important to do on your own, but it's kind of like, it's, it has kind of like a, I forgot the term for it, but it's like, in order to get the confidence, you need validation, you know, sometimes. And sometimes validation comes from like, you show something to other people, you know, but sometimes you're not confident enough to show it to somebody else. Exactly. But if you just got enough confidence to show it to somebody else, and then they'd be like, oh, this is super fire. 
then you get even more confidence, you know? So it's kind of like this weird paradox where it's like, you need to breach that first initial step of like gaining enough confidence to, to show somebody so then they can validate you. So then you can get even more confidence, you know? So it's kind of like this like whole ordeal where if you don't even take the initial step, sometimes you'll never achieve anything. And that's what's really hard. And so to answer your question, I think like confidence is insanely important, but it's not necessarily always up to you to find that for yourself. You know, I think like we have, you know, maybe it's a blessing or a curse, but we rely on other things to give us confidence. So maybe it's up to you to find like an avenue. And like, here's a perfect example, right? Cole and I, when we first started making music, in order for both of us to drop of like music in the places where we at, we needed each other. You know, I wasn't ready to drop a solo project. Cole wasn't ready to drop a solo project yet. Or I mean, shit, he did. But for me, I wasn't. And then, like, you guys could say the same, right? It's yeah. way harder to make a podcast on yourselves, but together holding each other accountable you know coming up with ideas together that's how you guys validate each other's like opinions and ideas and then execute right exactly so sometimes yep. we need each other and other people whether that's like you know a duo or just you know who you surround yourselves with that's how you bring out that extra confidence and that validation to get where you need yeah for me i would i would echo that i think confidence is the most important thing i spend a lot of time you know, listening to artists interviews and stuff like that to see how they got to where they were. And basically everyone you can think of talks about a point where no one believed in them, but they believed in themselves. And so if they never had that confidence, then they would never be to where they're at. You would never be hearing from them right now. And so right, yeah. I think that's, that's the most important thing to always be confident in yourself and your ability. And it's, it's hard nowadays. You put out, you can put out anything and anyone can comment below This just trash exactly <laughs> like that's well, that's what a lot of people are dealing with right now and i i think any artist would say that they have had days where they lack confidence i've definitely had days where i've lacked confidence but keeping that that ultimate belief in yourself is is i think the most important thing in being um, an artist or a creative of any you know field okay and so confidence definitely plays a role in in music so when when do you really know that a song is worthy of putting out into the world is like you have a confidence level in, in in that in that song or you just you just hear it and it's just like that's the one yeah i think it's all you just gotta trust your gut yeah. and that goes back to confidence too is just having you know we i think me and me and ralph both have really good ears and we know like i know i've been in the studio i'm like oh this is this is some mid like this is not it like or this isn't going out <laughs> and then i've also been in the studio where, like this is the one you know um and so as you know when you when you when you're in a zone and you you've made something fire and you know when you, it's just not it so i know yeah it's all just it's all just gut feeling for me sometimes though it's like you make some shit and you're like i'm not really feeling this and everybody else is like bro this is really yeah <laughs> and then you make some shit you're like oh my God, like there's been times I make someone like, bro, this is like, this is really it. You feel me? <laughs> and I'll play for the homies and they're like, yo, nah. it's cool. We're going to have to pass cool. on this one. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, are you hearing like this shit? And they're like, I mean, that's cool. But like, you know, that's not like, I'm not really, that's yeah. not what I want to hear. And so it's just crazy sometimes how that goes. Cause like, especially being a producer, one of the biggest secrets is like the key that every established producer will talk about is simplicity you know and that's 
I think someone like me who came from a musical background was, I was like really struggling with that to start is like trying to emerge as a producer. You know, I was trying to do the most like really like, Oh yeah, I can really like produce and like, I could really like do this shit. So my beats were just like doing the most to the point where I'd be playing shit around artists and they're like, yo, this is cool. But like, can't nobody rap on this, bro. Like, did you doing too much? Right. I'm like, yes. you hear the percussion like you're doing too much bro and then it's like i would play a throwaway beat or just some like simple ass shit you know they loved it oh bro put this on the fucking cue this up right now i'm about to kill this and i'm like what the fuck like it's just a simple (laughs) hook it's really like you know it's so crazy because that's one thing i had to really realize even with like cole too like i used to play some crazy shit with him he'd be like bro like I can't, I can't do anything. Like it's taking over. (laughs) I think it's all just such a crazy like experience. You know, sometimes simplicity and just like being direct is what matters more than being insanely expressive and insanely like showcasing, you know, all learn. It's all been a learning experience and you know, it's cool to see like the progression for sure. What would you say your guys' favorite song is that you've created together? Hmm. I think we might have different ones. Mine is uh, the interlude um, off Double Vision called uh, I Don't Know Her, but I don't know what it is about that song. It just like perfectly encapsulated the vibe that, you know, I like had a, a vision for a song. And then once you like perfectly encapsulate that, like I accomplished my mission for that song. And there was something like so gratifying about doing that. Expressing it. Um, yeah, yeah, like perfectly. Um, which I just love, like that's, and it's like, so sh- it's like a minute long or something. And that's what I was trying to do. I was just like trying to make people play it over and over again. And I did it to myself because I should be just be playing it over <laughs> and over again too. So um, yeah, that's probably my favorite one. I think dancing is probably like just overall the best. Like it's just, it's really mm-hmm. fucking good. I think my favorite is uh, Stop Thought just cause like it's so, it feels very unique and it felt like at least on mine, part like it felt like very me you know like i felt like it was like very expressive of what i was trying to convey so i gotta say that one give that shit a deep like give it a deep listen you know you'll see that's a that's a insight into the mind of rap that's What's a light that's a light one up that's a light one up and uh yeah. you know just no, that's really back. like yeah. that's really <laughs> facts facts yeah you sitting on the couch and thinking for a little yeah, bit there's mm-hmm. some layers what does the creative process look for you guys it's very, yeah it's very like organic he'll start cooking up something or he'll already have something cooked up and we just have the studio set up in our garage and so he'll just queue it up if i fuck with it he'll queue it up and i usually like to freestyle because we're like we're huge on flows like flows are like everything in a song for us i think that's where our musical taste like converge meshes, yeah. um or meshes yeah and just trying to like just slide on beats like we just think that's like the coolest thing we try to just I, at least i try to just freestyle find the flows find the words later type of thing and uh yeah. and you know see what comes out of it I've, we've had songs where it's just been you know freestyle like the freestyle turns out to be the song um just because we've fucked with how it sounded um just off t- off the rip but yeah it's very there's no like set like we have to be in this place at this time to create music it's just like very organic and and, and free-flowing i would say yeah so, but sometimes it's not sometimes i'll be like cool look bro 
you hear the way Gunner is sliding on that shit, bro? You need to do exactly this, but don't bite him. Like, exactly, but, like, bro, right. the way he is coming in, like, it'll be some shit like that. I'm like, bro, you really got to, like, bite this motherfucker, bro. <laughs> this is shit. <laughs> no, nah, but for the most part, it's pretty natural. Like, there will be times where we, we're chilling and, like, we're just making music like nothing gets done it's just like yeah it's not happening right now and then there's times where it's like we're knocking out like tracks like fuck bro we might make an album tonight type shit and it's really just like it really depends on the mood and just like where you're at what you want to express you know because at the end of the day is like industrialized as music has been recently like there's still a lot of expression and you know at least for us like it's still very expressive so when it's when it's flowing like it's flowing. And is that your guys' main goal a, to, to stay organic and just stay expressive? I think it's to just stay true to ourselves. Like, shit, if that bag comes, I'm right. Ideally, you know, like, I think the main goal besides being expressive is like being innovative. And Definitely. like, for me, the, the biggest goal, the biggest dream is like blueprint the sound of the. 2020s like you know like when you're when you're older and your kids are asking you like what did music sound like in the 20s man like, you play you play my shit you know that'd be like the, that's the, <laughs> the dream that'd be fire <laughs> man uh yeah for you're me i think it's just always staying true to myself you know and and living with the results um i'm always be me i'm always do you know what i feel is right and create the music that i want to create and as i said live with the results and just like going back to what he said, I, I, over the past year, I was just looking at my phone and shit, like seeing these people blow up um, that I felt like, you know, I'm more talented than I'm like, and I always go back to this quote. My dad used to always tell me hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And I just, I realized I was getting outworked basically by these people that weren't half as talented that I was. And so I just had to, you know, first of all, realize that. And second of all, say, no, fuck that. Like, I'm going to try to outwork everyone else. Um, Just coming from that athlete athlete standpoint, (laughs) like competitive standpoint, like that just doesn't sit right with me. So I think my goal is just to just outwork everyone while, you know, staying true to myself. I think the thing that I love about music the most is just that like kind of every artist kind of draws inspiration from each other. So Mm. which artists do you guys kind of draw your vibes and kind of just your your flow with your music. I listen to music like all day long and I get in some to some like weird pockets, you know. But I guess like the first person I gotta shout out, like my name is Raf Ryuchi for a reason. And it's because Ryuchi Sakamoto, he's like one of the all time great electronic pioneers of music. Basically like the seventies, eighties, like he was pioneering like when technology started becoming essential in music making because you know like before 60s it's like the beatles right they're on the drums and guitars and like Mm. that's music right 70s or late 70s and the 80s is when computers started getting involved in the The process yeah and that's when like music started really kind of exponentially growing is because now it's no longer acoustic electroacoustic instruments such as like a guitar or a fucking trumpet or, you know, something like that where it's being recorded on a microphone, but now it's like these digital sounds. Mm. And that's, if you listen to music now, it's 
pretty much all digital you know it's yeah. rare that you hear like real sounds you might hear like a real guitar but then it's like electronic drums and everything and so that all started happening in the 80s and this dude ryuchi was like really just taking over and so when i go back and listen to that stuff like 30 40 years later i'm just like dude this is insane how he's just innovating and laying out the foundation for the future you know and then fast forward to now you hear some artists that are like still doing the same you know it's cliche but i think like artists like travis scott or even like kanye west people that kind of did something different during their time but then it becomes acknowledged and later on is like okay wait this guy was like onto something you know i think that shit is so impressive to me and just like so powerful you know and i and i appreciate like artists that live and gain the success within the trend you know i feel like every year there's kind of like a nucleus of a trend that the music industry is following and there's a lot of artists that find that pocket and just blow up off it you know and i respect that but i think the artists that like really pioneer and kind of like come out with you know maybe some weird shit at first whole new sound yeah it starts like setting the landscape i that's what i respect the most and like look for and as someone who's trying to do the same, like I'm listening for those artists, you know? For me, um, from an artistry standpoint, I would say Frank Ocean is probably my most influential, you know, person from, you know, everything just from the songwriting, first of all, I think is incredibly inspiring. Something that, you know, I'm really trying to work on is trying to write more impactful songs. Cause I think that's what's what really gets people to, so, you know, to gravitate, gravitate to your music is when they listen some listen to something and be like, oh, I, I felt that exact same thing. Mm. And so many times when I'm listening to one of his songs, I say that. And I think that's what, you know, makes people come back. Um, and just from the way that he moves, I'm, I'm very much of like a, not secluded, but I know I don't really like <clears throat> being all out there on social media and stuff like that. Like, I'm just never the type to like, you know, for better for worse you know as an artist i'm never i'm never the type to like pull out my phone and start recording stuff like Mm. and i feel like that's that's very similar to the way he moves he just like likes to be in his own world and likes to be on his own time which which i you know relate to um from a stylistic standpoint um i would say like the weekend shay crew obviously like the tillers and stuff like that are, are people that i try to you know, listen to and take inspiration from musically from the way that they, you know, their melodies and 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 the way that they, they craft their songs and stuff like that are people that I look up to for sure. Who are the Glacier Boys and how did this group form? <laughs> That's funny, bro. Yo, so the story is definitely out of pocket. But it's just basically <laughs> like, you know, what you want around you is people that are have the same agenda, same passion, insane like drive you know the the glacier boys are essentially like just a group of people you know it's nothing like it's not like llc or anything like that it's just kind of like a group of people that we'd all decided to hold each other accountable about like getting to where we need to go you know so it's just people involved in things that they passionately want to do filmmakers graphic designers artists producers designers like just people that were all together at one time and we decided, like, look, let's really, like, let's hold each other accountable and really, like, be about this. And what other way to do it is, like, calling ourselves the fucking Glacier Boys and, like, really putting, like, a spotlight on it, you know? Because if we don't do shit, then it's, it's just fucking whack. Like, oh, Glacier Boys, the fuck are you on, you know? So it's like, yo, we really got to, like, we really got to, like, do something now. Otherwise, it's like, you know, 
So it's kind of something like that, but it's also like awesome. Yeah, I'll tell you. The, I'll tell you some also, also some creative vibes. Yeah, we'll keep <laughs> like, it at that. We'll keep it at that. <laughs> okay, so you guys got any new uh, projects coming out soon? Anything for us to look out for? Yeah, soon. Um, it's interesting. I think we've made so much music together um, that I think we're now trying to, you know, create our own identities and create. Obviously, staying. We're living together, so we're making music every day, um, but also create our own lanes as artists. And so I think it's it's going to be a really good year for us um, in terms of, of breaking out of our shells a little bit and and really starting to, to apply pressure. And so, yeah, we're just trying to, at least from my standpoint, just trying to make, make music every day, build up a catalog enough to just, you know, load it up and let it let it go and start start really really applying pressure so very soon i'm gonna just very soon i'm gonna just spill the beans like cole's cole's really about to drop <laughs> he's, he's not saying it. i don't know why but he's about to drop like a couple of projects this year so i don't know what he's keeping that a secret for you heard it here first you hear to hear first so i think for me like you know i've been dabbling around in other fields i've been like um doing actually like a bunch of projects and commissions for like commercials and films and kind of like other sound design things, you know, not necessarily like music and beat making, but kind of like different avenues. It's really like introduced me to the whole entirety of the audio universe and kind of, you know, there's more to it than just necessarily like popular music and shit that we like listen to on the daily. There's also like films that need sounds and scores and like commercials that need like background tracks so that's been like a big calling for me you know and that's been really cool to kind of be involved in and one of my buddies fan pater he's like the most talented filmmaker to come out of portland like he's really taken off and like we've been kind of like working together on a lot of projects and i think he's like really next up like just unbelievable talent and he's been just tapping me in on like all these crazy projects and it's just cool to like explore that drive but also like you know the passion is obviously coming out with music making albums i've been helping cole making songs with him but you know i i think good direction for cole is not necessarily just be like tied down or you know i don't it shouldn't always be like if you hear a cole song it's gonna be a raft beat you know i think cole has so much talent that he can really engage in so many worlds and different pockets and, you know, I want to be there for him. If, like, if he's on somebody else's beats, like, I want to help him engineer that, help, like, mix and master, you know, just to get it perfect. But I'm really excited for Cole, nonetheless, this year to, like, to come out with some music. And I think it's going to be really cool because I think it's going to be, you know, a couple, couple of my shit, which, you know, will be the best songs. But <laughs> also a bunch, of other, a bunch of other music that's, like, um, some new sounds, kind of, like, new styles for Cole, which will be really cool for you guys to hear, too. So... There's a lot of shit on the way this year. No doubt. Sure. I'm looking forward to hearing it. Most yep. definitely. All right. So we know creating music is never easy. Creating in general is not an easy thing to do. Has there ever been a time where it's kind of been too overwhelming where you guys just had to kind of take a step back and kind of how do you guys deal with kind of the overwhelming pressure to create? I think it's a lot of like not putting too much pressure on yourself to like always create something like amazing. I think it's like always thinking kind of in the bigger picture in terms of, you know, eventually I'm going to get to the, the spot that I want to be at. It might not happen today. It might not happen tomorrow, but as long as I'm 
chopping wood and carrying water for the example, making music every day, <laughs> you know, it's going to build it. Just building, building each and every day. Chopping wood, carrying I've never like, heard that shit. It's been <laughs> like, it's, that's what Phil, Phil Jackson used play Minecraft? I was following it, though, yeah. but I was like, It's what Phil Jackson used to always say to, to his team. Chop wood and carry water. Um, but just regard that. As long as you're working at it every day, right, you know, right. it's something good's going to come out of it. Um, and so it definitely it is. I think the more overwhelming part for me at first was like just releasing stuff i've gotten i've gotten over that now but just like putting something that you've worked on out to the world and then having the world judge you on that is very you know frightening at first now it's to the point where it's like i'm confident in my ability so like you can think what you want to think like i know it's fire like i don't care but yeah i think it's just as i said before not not putting too much pressure on yourself and you know keeping it keeping it organic and and free-flowing so I know you guys are past this, but what was it like uh, opening up for Lil Yachty and what did the showcase do for you guys? Yeah, that was a special moment just because I think that was just cool experience just because like for what it was worth and where we were at in that time period, like that was kind of one of the biggest opportunities that we were presented. And we both just like kind of went into it very confidently and very like not I don't want to say not worried, but also just like we not really seeing it as a competition, just more of an opportunity and like something fun. And then just like the whole process went so smooth. Like we just pulled up, Cole did his thing. We we had fun. Everyone had fun that was there. And like, you know, we won the contest and shit, but it was just like, it was cool to have some validation, you know, in that early stage of like where we were at, where it was just like, yo, like, there's people that have never heard us, seen us, knew who we were before that saw us perform two, three songs and were just like fucking with the vision. Like just really we were like, yo, that was super cool. And like, we like believe in you guys. And like, it was just cool to see that because I think a, a big part of that, like the key to that was not necessarily like we had really good music. I mean, obviously that's like, the foundation and important part is to make good stuff but i think it was just like the demeanor and kind of just like the composure that we had just played a big role and it was you know validated in the best way possible so that was really cool and i really look forward to like performing again and you know when we can and just kind of like sharing music like that because that's like one of the most touching experiences is like share you know performing sharing music with other people who have known nothing about you but are impacted immediately yeah and just to add on to that to even get to the point where we could perform we had to send a link out and have people vote for us to get into the top five or whatever it was for people that could perform so it was just super dope to see you know the circle that we built rally around us and and get us to to the point where we even could step on the stage as well so that was dope to see, you know, all the homies believe in us too. From the outside looking in, I felt like once you guys won that, you guys were like, oh, damn, we can, we can really do this. For Definitely, sure, yeah. For like, sure. like Raph said, it was, it was validation to, to the work we had put in. And, you know, that was, that was full circle, right, at that yeah. point? Yeah. yeah. So that was, that was the first thing we had worked on together pretty much. Um, and so to get that validation right off the bat was, you know, we were off and running after that. How would you say making music has kind of 
made your relationship change for the better. I mean, bro, I didn't even know this guy until he started <laughs> making music. I'm not even gonna lie. Like, I mean, I knew like we all knew like each other's homies, and like we like say we didn't make music together, we'd probably still be homies. But you know, I I touched on this earlier, but having somebody else to like hold you accountable or like do something with when you have a similar agenda is like it makes it a lot easier, you know. And so, just how you guys are sticking with this and getting the podcast up and running and like really like doing this shit which props to you guys you know happy for this fuck for you guys i'm proud of you guys but like same thing with cole and i like we started making music together and it just helped both of us you know get off the ground and really like execute because it's not just on you anymore it's like you're sharing the load boss but it's like really like that's how you got to do it you know (laughs) that's why like i think i think music is like what we both have in mind of like we want to be great and mm. but i think cole and i have a lot of similarities in other ways too so it's cool that we can like you know it's not like our friendship is only existing on music you know it's mm. like i think it's a very good balance like we can make music or we can just go like a couple of days or however long like just really kicking it not even like necessarily thinking about it you know it's just organic and, it's that's pretty i feel like that gets pretty rare as you go along and grow and get deeper into what you're doing is like a lot of your relationships are going to be a lot either like friendships or kind of like business you know and learning you got to make sure you distinguish that and that was something for me like getting involved early on is like the first six eight i don't know however many people i worked with were like all my friends you know and it just made like it was really cool but it was also like damn bro like I could make some money off this shit. Like I'm really just <laughs> putting my homies on my beats and like shit's cool. But then it's just like, you know, where, when am I going to start like getting to where, you know, is this an opportunity or is this like me doing a favor, you know, like, am I supposed to charge this guy? But I've, he's also been my friend for four years and like, you know, so it's, it's kind of like interesting, you know? And I think like going forward for all of us, as we get deeper into our crafts and like what we're trying to accomplish there's going to be a lot of relationships where, you know, it starts maybe as like a business thing, but then you become friends through the process and you just got to make sure you hold like everything in line and make sure, you know, everything is like what you're trying to focus on. And it's just a tough balance because it's like, you don't want to be selfish. You want to share the love, but like you also want to get yours and find your success. And so I think it's kind of cool to have like that very like grounded reality for Cole and I, it's because we, you know, we started off as friends, but also as kind of like we're in this together. So no matter how far along we get and where our careers go, like we're always going to support each other and like want the, want the best for each other, but also like know what each other's worths are and push each other for that. Yeah, that's awesome. Sure. I would agree. I would just say, you know, half the flows and half the, crazy shit you hear on on some of my songs are his ideas you know um and so i think he brings a lot of good stuff out of me i'm i tend to be a little bit like lower energy chill and he's always like up and uh you know energy energetic um and so he brings a lot of good stuff out of me in the studio um i think it's just you know from the jump as he said like i barely knew him and i just pulled up to his room and he started playing beats um and even after, you know, we made Fade and Frustrated, like still were like acquaintances at that point, I feel like. Right. Um, and so it's just been an ever-growing 
relationship and just looking forward to more more shit in the future. It's never All right, so this next part is a little fast questionnaire round. Um, first question, who would you rather work for, Mike Will Made It, DJ Mustard, or Murder Beats? I think Mike Will Made It. He's just so he's, he's made a, he's he's been behind so many songs that you have no idea. Like he's so versatile. Well, yeah, I'd have to probably go Mike Will too, just because he's like so tapped in. I mean, yeah. I have respect for all of them, but also like, I think the most similar is like Murda to me. You know, somebody just like really just started making beats and just got involved with the right people, and like, I really respect what he did for music and just like how he found his own avenue. So, have you seen that doc on him? Yeah, it's so sick, crazy. All right, so James Harden or Dwayne Wade? All time or like what? Uh, we could do all time or just just straight up right now. Okay, like well, all time. <laughs> you're biased. Obviously, I know you're biased, so I had to put it in. I know. I <laughs> huge James Harden stand. All time, D Wade is like shooting R is like top three, top four. I think top three. Most people would say obviously top four. That motherfucker Harden, bro, he's so good. But I will say he's. <laughs> I will say like. It's just tough seeing him kind of like almost get there and just not, you know. And a lot of people will say it's his fault. I have other other opinions, but I gotta go with D Wade all the time. He's also like one of my favorite players, and he's yeah. fucking good. Yeah, I would agree. I I love watching James Harden play. I think he's amazing. I think Scorer. he's gonna be cool on the Nets too. Like um, he's he's trying to yeah, show the love. But- D-Way is all time. He's got the he's got the jewelry to back it up. All right. Um, y'all rather play Call of Duty or UFC? UFC two. No one is beating me in that game. I was taking <laughs> all sorts of bets. Ask Peter Hahn. Many a night I spent <laughs> LLC two fifty whipping his ass. So I, I I got videos to prove it. I'll I'll put any sort of money on that game. That's really crazy because I'm like I'm really cold. At that <laughs> shit. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I was I was going crazy back at the house. I was undefeated like first sixty games or something. But I play. I'll be playing COD now just because yeah. like that's what all the that's homies are. Is, you know? yeah. Or we got ASAP Rocky or Travis Scott. Mm, interesting. Um, like I just like as an artist. Yeah. It could be fashion wise, whatever. I mean, like. Another disclaimer, huge Travis Stan here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, bias. Hey, ASAP Rocky, like, that's a good-looking guy, you know? Like, for real. Like, hey, yo. Yo, no, he really hey, yo. He looked, he look, <laughs> bro, like, because you said fashion, right? Like, bro, he he really, like, he's cool. No. But, <laughs> no, but in terms of, like, music and innovation, bro, I have to go with Travis just because, like, I was a fan of him, like, back in the day when he was just emerging and just kind of seeing his progression and like i would argue he's like up there on that kind of like drake level where he's you know like all that shit that he's done like fucking the fortnite shit mcdonald's like being involved in anything that he wants and having that much influence and like and just i don't know it's crazy to see that i'll always have respect for him and i really like like early asap too is like some of the craziest music i've ever heard like i remember like i think the first song i heard was Goldie, uh, so maybe yeah, I was a little late, but I heard that and I was just like, "What? What the fuck is going on? Like, yeah. This is so great, like when so." You talk different. about innovation. I think yeah. ASAP is up there too. Yeah, as definitely. well as like music and beyond music, he's he's done a lot. It's it's an interesting comparison. He's tapped into so many ventures. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's interesting, but I probably have to go with ASAP. It's that pretty boy shit, you know. See. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we got cardio or weights. 
feel funny like answering either because like that's both that shit sucks but um, <laughs> I like, like i i need both i need the weights probably more than i need the cardio but um i enjoy i only enjoy cardio if it's like in the form of competition like basketball or you know something where it's like you're not focused on that but yeah i've been trying to this dude's at the gym every day at 6 a.m and i've been trying to go a little bit so you know see shit in a couple of weeks couple of months you might you know, swallow you up might really be there you know i might really be talking so talking different yeah yeah you're lucky you got a gym right right yeah I, I would say weights but i get my cardio in playing soccer like i I just be going to the field so i hate like just running around in a circle on a track or just anything track like that or but yeah it's just so boring but yeah i go with weights all right. Um, you rocking socks with sandals or without? I think with, because I would never wear like the the fucking the flops with the like thing in the toe. You know what I'm saying? Like, the thongs. Never, yeah, it's never it's never gonna be on my feet. But I'll just be wearing like slides. Slides, then, yeah. You don't be rocking the the docks. I mean, shit. Sometimes, <laughs> you know. But like, you might catch me at the corner store with some with some open toes. But, <laughs> right. Yeah. Other than that, I'm the quick trips, all, yeah, yeah, I almost always have the socks on, bro. Uh, made in Tokyo or Metro Boomin? Metro Boomin, Metro, yeah, so, for sure. Made in Tokyo is cool, but like, yeah. Metro is really the guy. He's <laughs> insane. Okay, if you could open for any artist, who would it be? Mm, the weekend. See, that's tough because it's like I hope ideally I'd be like DJing for the artist, you know, or like mm. even, or like doing a set. Mm. But. I would say like Travis, even though you know he has Chase B, that's never gonna change. But just like the the reason why I would say that is just like the magnitude of his shows, like how just crazy they are, and just like the whole aesthetic. You know, like we all, even if you didn't go to Astro World, you you've seen like all about it, like just how Cardi goes. Like that's what I'd want to be a part of. You know, like a really like life changing type performance shit. So I would just say him. What would you say your favorite song to perform would be? Mm dancing yeah i would say like that'd be pretty fun yeah i would say dancing for sure it's just like high energy would it would really like like it's, it's like a different country bro yeah. some of those clubs that's just some choreography i was at the clubs in in tokyo and it's like bro, the way they party and like go crazy like it's inspiring all right so last question of the round friends of friends podcast or any other podcast Friends of friends. Come on now. Yeah. Big Always. time. Always, bro. It's so cool to see, like, the people that, you know, like, really chasing what they're trying to do. No, for sure. I was so hyped to see when you guys announced it. I was like, so I didn't know. Obviously, we're, we're homies, but I didn't know y'all were, right. y'all were up to this. But, yeah, it's just been super dope to see you guys, you know, commit, jump all in, and say, you know, fuck it. We're, we're yeah, about to just do hey, this shit. Clap it up one time yeah. for you guys, hey. man. All right. In this last segment, we really just want to thank you guys for coming onto the podcast and sharing a little insight into what it's about. Really just making your own music and being a free flowing creative artist. Um, so now here's your chance to plug anything or give a little shout out to whatever you want. Yeah. Just follow me on socials. Colnox underscore. Um, yeah, a bunch of new music and a bunch of new vibes coming for this year. So stay tuned.
Yes, sir. It's, hey, especially stay tuned for those Friends of Friends episodes, you know, <laughs> on the way. It's only, hey, only going to grade up, man. It's only going to go crazy. Tell definitely, your friends. Definitely, tell your definitely. friends of friends. Hey, hey, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Here we Come go. On, man. Stay on the lookout. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to this episode. If you would kindly do us a favor and give us your feedback about the podcast. And while you're at it, uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, subscribe and share with your friends. Thank you.